now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno, an hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business, right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And our regular listeners know why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night, because Every Monday we are on Radio Italia Uno from 2 till 3 and straight after that in the evening, Ron from Podcast City will podcast this program so anybody all over the world can hear it. And I'm very proud and happy to say, and but very humble to say that thank you to you, our listeners who have shared it with all their friends and relatives and throughout the world. At the end of last year, I did a count of how many countries I've got emails from or people who have sent me messages. And we have just over 50 countries at the moment uh, around the world. It was We had 40-plus countries for quite a long time, and then all of a sudden we, we've got uh, three or four uh, other countries that joined in. So, you know, I can honestly say thank you to everybody who shared the program. Uh, I've got people in Pakistan that have been writing to me. They had relatives in Melbourne who sent them uh, some invitations to listen to the program. I've got students in Numia who have written to me and said that they were interested in one of the other programs and they wanted to know more about uh, that. So I've passed on some information. I've got um, a lady that we spoke to, actually Ron might remember, uh, we spoke to a lady from Papua New Guinea and her people that she networks with have also been listening to the program. And I've got a, a couple of new people that uh, sent me information and, and questions from Chile in South America. And of course, we've got quite a few in Argentina and Uruguay and several other, Brazil, of course, and several other South American countries that listen to it. And quite a lot in Africa and you know South African countries. So I, I just say thank you, because if you share the program, not only helping yourself, but you're helping the people you share it with because they are the ones that are benefiting from the knowledge. And one particular, well, I've got several, but one particular one I wanted to say was one of the messages I got, the guy said to me, thank you so much. He was thinking of closing up his business uh, coming up to Christmas. He said, after Christmas, I'm going to just close up the business and not run it. He said he heard a couple of ideas back in September, October of last year that started to make him change his mind. And then we had a couple of people on in November and he said, after listening to those and went back and listened to a couple of things, he said, all I have to do is a couple of very simple things and my business turned around and that's what he ended up doing. So, you know, it's, it's quite amazing how uh, people in other countries are benefiting and here in Australia as well, are benefiting by listening to our guests and say, look, if they can do it, I need to do it. We had a lady here talking about finance and how important it was to find out, you know, what your budget is and how, you know, and I've always said you need to know your, your upkeep is usually your downfall and you've got to know which. A lot of people that have written to me have told me that they did not ever think of finding out what month their busiest month of the year was. You know, they never thought of what month of the year was their weakest month or their less month. And then, or what they could do to raise that at that particular time, or more importantly, when they should plan their holidays. So, you know, like there's no use planning your holidays in the middle of the year if that's your busiest period. There's no use planning a holiday just before Christmas if that's your biggest period. You know, you need to have a holiday when it's your lean period. Like people say, 
during the winter we close shop and we go away to a holiday place, you know, to a warm climate. Or we, we swap, you know. Like if you've got a ski resort, that's not the time to go away. You know, winter is the time you've got to be there, you know. But if you've got a shop on the beach, maybe winter's not as good as, you know, going away on a summer's days, you know. Because the summer days when you need to be there, and and this is something that people said, oh, something that simple I'd never ever thought of, and more importantly, somebody said I've been I had a consultant since three years ago, and he's never mentioned that, you know. So that's that's something a really good learning for everybody. But look, today we are actually quite privileged. I've got two special guests today, but my very special guest is Maria Firefield that we've had on the program. Um, by telephone conversations. Maria lives in Western Australia and this program's being done from Adelaide in South Australia and there's about 3,000 kilometres apart. Now, through some circumstances, she's managed to uh, come to Adelaide and I've had the pleasure of asking her to come into the studio. So, Maria, thank you so much for coming in this evening to the studio. It's a pleasure, Peter, to be here. And hello to all your listeners. Yeah. Look, it was great because we've had a, a couple of conversations with you in the past and Maria, for the benefit of everybody there, Maria is a lawyer and been a lawyer for many, many years. She started her own practice in Western Australia. Um... And she runs a, a fairly big law firm now. And although she's semi-retired, she's still in there all the time. And she has a couple of different specialties. But the one thing that we spoke about was about wills and um, people dying in test state and people dying, that means without a will, and how important it is to have your affairs in order long, long before you even think of dying. Because just recently I went to a funeral and speaking to people and they all said, oh, no, I would never make a will until I'm ready. I said, what do you mean until you're ready? And they said, oh, no, but if you make a will, then you're, you're going to die. <laughs> and so many, like four or five people I spoke to on the day, they all said the same thing. They think that if they write, they're not going to write a will until they're ready to die. Yes, I mean, Peter, that's <laughs> right. Then. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Do you find that as well, Maria? I've had several clients that way, yes. Um, but I can assure you, all the listeners and everybody else that's out there, is that I have clients that I've done wills for when I first started my practice in 2005 and they're still alive and kicking and coming back for <laughs> regular updates. <laughs> Good. Now, that's that's another thing. We, you know, now that I've got you in the studio, we, we, we'll talk about because there's so many things I'd like to ask you. But uh, let's talk about that because somebody does a will and puts it in the bottom drawer or leaves it with their lawyer or their accountant or whoever, you know, does their bookkeeping. Um or in their safe somewhere. How often do you suggest that somebody should look at it, review it or whatever? Uh, That's a very good question, Peter. Um, I usually tell clients that um, every three to five years they should reconsider what's happening around their lives and see if they need to change their will. Now, for younger couples, um, it may mean that they've had a a child or another child, um, so it's really critically important that they consider what they've done in their will um, just after they got married mm-hmm. and perhaps um, add their children. Um, so that's quite critical. The other issue too, of course, is if someone's passed away in the family, yes, um, yes uh, um, uh, recently come across um, an issue where there was a blend of family. Now, that's really critical and perhaps I might have an yeah, opportunity talk to right. talk yeah. about blended families um, where someone's been married, um, have children, their wife either dies 
uh, or moves on <laughs> to yeah. another relationship and um, they develop another relationship, whether it's marriage or a de facto relationship. And so you've got um, a, a new um, relationship, a new couple with children from um, different partners um, it is critical that you have a will in those circumstances because if one of the partners passes away without a will, there will be a, a really difficult situation with yes. obviously the de facto husband, wife, assuming that they're going to get all the estate and then the children of the deceased person are entitled to, to a share of the yep. estate. It becomes very messy. Um, and in those circumstances, if you do have a will, the two new couples make a will, it is really critical and important that they review it three to five years because circumstances change. That's about the time that things can change. I say mm-hmm. birth of new child, yeah. God forbid, the loss of a child, the loss of yeah. a parent. Do you ever uh, suggest to people that they should tell the people about the will? Because in most of the films you see and most of the stories you hear, nobody knows what's in the will until the reading of the will. Uh, that's How, an, that, what do you normally advise people? Yes, Peter, that's another good question. And I'm I often, only ask good questions. You do, you do, <laughs> and that's, a, that's right. That's a question that I'm often asked about. My personal view, and obviously that varies with different lawyers, is that fr- from a start I should say that a will is a confidential document. So it's really between you and your lawyer what's in that document. I cannot say, let's say I do a will for you and you have a wife, a de facto. I cannot then discuss your instructions, your will with with your wife or your de facto. No, but would you advise me to tell my wife or Look, if it, I'm leaving something to my children or my stepchildren or whatever, would you say, look, go and let them know, go and tell them? Okay. Generally, I would suggest that a couple do their will together. Yes. Unless it is a blended family and then you might want to take instructions separately because one of the couple may want to favour their children a little bit more than their de facto partner or wife, husband's partner. That should be done separately. But generally, I would suggest that a couple, whether they're de facto or married, would do a will together. So Mm -hmm. they generally have similar wills. They will know what's in each other's will. That is sufficient. There is no need for you to tell your children because it may upset them. It may say, you know, a daughter may say, well, mum, why did you leave us, you know, an equal share when, you know, I'm the one that looks after you more and I care about you more. Isn't that better to be uh, upfront with that rather than them have to fight about it later? Now, that's a great question as well because... You lawyers just <laughs> want to go back to court and <laughs> that's fight. Right. That's why. That's right. Well, there is a move in, um, and as you know, I'm a qualified mediator, Peter. Yes. There is a move in um, in Perth and I'm in regular correspondence or contact with a barrister over there who is a mediator who suggests that particularly for farming families... Yes, where I was going to mention, mm, I was gonna mention that, yeah. Uh, you know, big money generally or large areas of land. Big debts. uh, Yeah, big debts. (laughs) That it may be, the barrister that I work with suggests that there may be better that the parents actually sit down and discuss with their Mm -hmm. children what they intend doing. So no one is disappointed and it's an opportunity for the family to talk about it, for dad to say something like, sorry uh, to go. Uh, Just Let's just say the eldest son has always been uh, interested in working on the farm. And so he devotes his life to working on the farm. Mum and dad think it's appropriate and it possibly is to benefit this son more so than the other children who have gone off and done their own careers. Yeah. I I had a situation like that quite a long, long long time ago because I used to actually do wills 
for people when I did insurance mm, for them mm, and um, uh, or arranged their wills through somebody else or myself. And what I found was the farmers, especially, who have a, a big area of land, mm. want to uh, leave it to the two boys, for yes, example, and, yes. and inherit it because it comes down from generation to generation yes, to generation. Yes. And it's usually the firstborn, usually mm, mm, the mm. firstborn or the secondborn male mm. gets the property. The female usually gets very little mm. or uh, a percentage of money. Yes. And unfortunately, we had a lot of droughts and we had a lot of failures of mm. crop and stuff mm. like that. So a lot of people who had... Wheat farms, for example, mm. ended up with millions of dollars of debt. Yes. So when the father left the property to mm. the son, mm. the son said, well, even if I sell it, mm. I still owe the bank That's right. a half a million. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and or, you know, I still owe them five million. Mm. So he says, I'll keep it and work my debt off, you know. That's right. And, yes. But he had to pay mm-hmm. several hundred thousand yes. to the daughter. Yes. Uh, who was going to, he had written in the thing, my daughter will get, yes. at that time it was yes. $500,000, yes. which was a lot of money. Mm. And, you know, my second son will get a share or uh, what do they call it, um, share farming, you yes. know, yes. Uh, rights and, and mm. something else. And the other son had, had gone off to the city to do some business mm. thing, you know. Mm. And and then there was another situation where a farmer, well, I know one of the businessmen here in Adelaide, mm was married, divorced, separated, mm-hmm. had another wife, and then he had left everything to his children, mm. right, previous children, and he'd named them, mm-hmm. right? And then he had a child mm-hmm. with this other lady. Yes. And in his will, mm. he never, ever updated it, so he never put her name in. Yes. So yes. he put, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry, but mm. left M- Mary. Mary out, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And yes. unfortunately, when the will came to be read, then they had to re you know, fight it and all the rest of it. Yes, Peter. Well, that's part of the uh, blended family scenario. Look, we'll come back and talk to you in a minute as well. I want to introduce my other guest as well and we'll bring him into the picture as well. All right. So thank you, Ron. We'll take a break. Unique Stone has been making their clients happy for well over a decade. They source their stone from all over the world, Italy, Turkey, Spain, Israel. It's a beautiful product. Stone is a focal point of a, of, a, of a home, a new home or a renovation. When you put stone in your kitchen, it's, uh, it's that wow factor that you get when, when people walk in. Radio Italia Uno wants to introduce you to Almando Paradiso, proud owner of Unique Stone. A friend of mine owned a business called The Marble House in Rundle Street, Kent Town. And uh, his, his father owned that business, and I went to work there on weekends. So essentially, that was how I was born in the, into the industry. Unique Stone, 49 Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Their website, Unique Stone, that's U-N-I-Q-S-T-O-N-E dot com dot A-U. Their phone number, 8266-2280. And for Facebook and Instagram, simply search Unique Stone. I love my job, I love my business. I love the people within the business. I love the clients. Foodland's owned by South Australian families like mine. Like our second home, we ensure our stores are safe. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the mighty South Aussies, yeah! Radio Italia 1. Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia 1 
You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you very much, and thank you for continued listening. And, of course, thank you to all the people around the world who are listening on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And, of course, I bring you as many guests as I can for uh, different backgrounds all the time. And, of course, I've had lots of requests for different people that they want to hear, and I've been having requests to bring on a lawyer or ask different questions, and people want to know about my immigration, migration, how do they get their visas, all these sort of things that people from overseas want to know. And, of course, people want to know how hard is it to start a business in Australia or to work in a business in Australia? Can they find their own job or their own career, or do they have to change careers when they get here? So all these things we sort of talk about. And that's probably why I want to say thank you to everybody who shared the program. But of course, the other thing that's important, we're a radio station. Radio Italia Uno needs sponsors, needs people to promote, and we love to help you promote your services. So if you have a product or service that you want to promote, now is a perfect time to get in touch with us so that we can do some advertising for you. We are giving extraordinary specials on advertising because we just want to help you promote your services or your product, whatever you have, a product or service. And please, if you're listening to this, when you hear something advertised on our station, go and see them. Say, hey, listen, I need a new bed. Hey, look, I need some real estate. Hey, I need that product or that service. And then just tell them, hey, I heard it on Radio Italia Uno. It's not that hard. It's very good. Now, our special guest, like I said before, we're talking to Maria Firefield, who is a lawyer, and we're lucky to have her here in Adelaide because she normally lives in Perth. Now, our other special guest, of course, is Simon AC. Now, Simon AC is from uh, Multidynamics Real Estate. Now, Simon, not that long ago, started this business. And what is really interesting, Simon is from Nepal originally. Yes, exactly. So welcome to the program, Simon. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming in. Now, we have a lot of listeners in Nepal. We actually have people in Nepal and in Bhutan who listen to our program regularly. And we have people in Tibet now that listen to our program. We've got a lot of people in Pakistan and India and, of course, in other countries. So, you know, and in that area, we, we were talking to somebody from Nepal through video link oh. t- just at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So hello to everybody in Nepal. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, you, you, Simon, you're from Nepal. And how long have you been in Australia now? Uh, it's been seven years now. Seven years. Yeah. And how long have you been in Adelaide? I start, you, you came I direct to Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like you were saying before, there's a lot of Nepalese people who come to Australia, yeah. and a lot of them now are coming to Adelaide. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. we've they've landed in Melbourne, Sydney, or other states, and then they realise that Adelaide's the best state to be in. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, now your business is multi-dynamics, and it's a real estate company, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So you, you sell domestic properties mostly? Yes. We yeah. do the residential mostly. Yeah. Residential homes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. A home, home, land. Yeah. Yeah, residential. Yep. Yeah. Now you're right. You're for those that know Adelaide. You're in Northfield. Yeah. Your offices in Northfield, and that um, up until recently, or you know, recent years, was a uh, big paddocks. Yeah, <laughs> it was still big paddocks, and yeah. right on the outskirts of the city. Yeah, you know, really not far from the centre, like no. yeah, ten, fifteen minutes from yeah. the centre of the city, mm-hmm. there was big sheep paddocks and wheat fields. So it's quite interesting that area was left like that for a long, long, long time. Yeah. 
And then uh, the government said, okay, we're going to sell it off now and we're going to allow people to subdivide it. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so that's interesting. Look, I'll come back to you in a minute. Easy. I just want to finish what we were doing with Maria because I know Maria is on a very tight schedule and she needs to leave the studio shortly. So, Maria, look, again, thank you for coming in. You were talking about the importance of having a will, especially in blended families. That's right, Peter. And writing a will has got nothing to do with a death sentence or <laughs> about to die. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> most people think that I'm going to wait till I'm 90 before I do a will. Yes, I, I would say do it now. And I think I might have mentioned it on your show. I tell yeah. my clients, do your will now and then you can forget about thinking about dying and you move on to thinking about living. Good. That's great, <laughs> great advice. Yeah. Now, the other thing, of course, is you mentioned just a while ago about how important it was to do review it every five years or so. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, generally, as I say, the protocol is I advise my clients every three to five years. You should think about your will and say, I'll just go back to my lawyer or just have a look at it and read it and mm. just see if any circumstances have changed. It may need, I usually tell my clients, call and make an appointment and um, we'll have a look at it. It may need a little bit of tweaking or it may just be fine to go, but it reassures mm. you to have it reviewed within that period. Don't leave it too long. Yes. I actually know a young couple just recently got married mm. and mm. wrote a will up and all the rest of it. And the husband had a major car accident. Mm. It wasn't his fault. He mm. was just driving along and two mm. cars smashed into mm. him. Mm. But he ended up being in hospital for a long period of time, mm. long period of time, and then rehabilitation. And, and they thought that he'd be a paraplegic for the mm. rest of his life. But lucky for him, mm. he was very active in sports. And mm. previously mm. he was very fit. Yes. And the doctor said the only thing that saved his life was the mm. fact that he was so fit. Because mm. mm. if he hadn't been so fit, he would have mm. died you know, mm. uh, on the operating yes. table because they had mm. to do a lot of major fixing mm. up. Mm. And, of course, because he was doing a lot of sport and mm. mentally he was still very, very active, mm. he decided to rehabilitate, mm. uh, you know, really, really rehabilitate. Mm. So mm. when the doctor said, look, we're going to try and walk you in about five or six weeks, he mm. said, no, I want to do that in two weeks, you know. Mm. And when him. the doctor said, you know, like, you've got to go to a physiotherapist mm. like mm. once a week minimum, he said, look, I'll go twice a week. Mm. And when mm. he, you know, because he wanted to, mm. and then said eventually – We'll get you to do some weights and, you know, get some strength back in your arms and your legs. He said, no, no, I'll do it quicker. Mm. And he, he's recovered almost, you know, well enough to, to continue life. Yes. But unfortunately, his wife had left him. Oh. Wow. And during this mm. period, you know, his wife decided to, that she thought he was going to die, not mm. going to be a vegetable for the rest of her life. And mm. she said, I'm not going after him. So she started going out and she found somebody else and mm. left him. He had written a will, mm, mm -hmm. right, leaving everything to her. Yes. Now, unfortunately, you know, in that situation, he would have been left with nothing. She would have got everything and everybody uh, said, oh, no, you know. Well, well, Peter, the fact that he survived, obviously, his will doesn't come into No, no, no. Force. But the fact is it was 10 years ago. Uh, I like see. I said, I yeah. recently uh, mm. was talking to this mm. chap uh, mm. about what you said mm. about uh, reviewing your will. Yes, he absolutely. hasn't reviewed his will. Uh, and yes. like this happened yes. 10 years ago. Yes, that's And critical. he never reviewed his will. So mm. although he's remained single mm. that time because mm. of different circumstances, mm. but now, just recently, he's mm. looked at his will and he thought, oh my God, you know, yes. she would have got it still. Yes. Well, that raises another point. Mm -hmm. Yes, you should review your will regularly in such a, as in this circumstance, but also just going back where you do a will when you've got full capacity and yeah. God forbid if this youngish fellow hadn't yeah. regained his capacity, mm -hmm. at least he would have had a will yes. which suited him at the time because yep. he was married and it suited him to make a will leaving everything to his wife. Yep. 
but had he not had a will and he had died. He's got a girlfriend. Yeah. And he's, he's living with this person now. Yes. But he never reviewed his will. He just that's thought, he, the, he sort of forgot about yes, it. You know, yes, he just said, yes. oh, yeah, I did all that paperwork, left it all there. And she's gone her way. I've gone my way. We signed everything over to each other and that's it. But he never, yes. re- his lawyer at the time, yes. never said, what about your will? Y- yes, Peter, that that is a good a point. Big, you know. That's why it is important that you review your yeah. will regularly, yeah. <laughs> not every day or every year, but yeah. at least every five yeah. years have a think about your circumstances yeah. if they've changed. Good point. Yeah. That's all. That's the reason why I raised it. So, yes. you know, but look, Maria, thank you. What we're going to do, we're going to bring you on the program, you know, for a five minute session every few weeks, every, you know, once every three weeks or something like that. And if anybody has any legal questions, any legal questions, get in touch with me and I'll pass them on to Maria. Maria has a, a big firm in Western Australia. She's got lawyers in, in three different offices across Perth and across Western Australia, up north and down south of Perth. So she can help you or one of her lawyers will be able to give you some advice. And obviously the first couple of calls or first call will be free. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Peter. Thank you for that. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, Maria. And, uh, you know, if Maria needs to leave now, so thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Peter. And good evening, good day, good morning to your listeners. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And, of course, Simon, you're going to stay with us now for the rest of the program. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Good on you. Look, what we'll do, we'll take a break now and we'll come straight back and talk to Simon and find out all about your business and what you're doing and how you started a business here, you know, coming from Nepal and what you've been doing. Easy. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are you interested in a Mitsubishi vehicle? Come and see me, Danny, at Northeast Mitsubishi. I think they should ask for me, Morris, when they arrive. But if you ask for me, Danny, I'll greet them when they arrive, make them feel comfortable, and I'll help them choose the perfect car. I'll treat them to the perfect cup of coffee, show them around, and answer all their questions. Look, let's not fight about this. We both work there. We can share the load. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter who you come and see. Danny or Morris. That's me, by the way. We're both a part of the Northeast Mitsubishi family, ready to assist in any way possible. Yes, we love our job and we love making our customers happy. So for a new Mitsubishi or a great selection of used vehicles, come and see us at 447 Northeast Road, Hillcrest, or check out our website at www.northeastmitsubishi.com.au. Or call us on 8366-7200 and ask for Danny or Morris. Well, I'd ask for Morris first. Danny! Morris! Yibbity yibbity, that's all folks. Now you start to be silly. Moving quickly along with Steinman AJ. Aaron Bain Racing. Have you ever thought about experiencing the thrill of owning a racehorse, either harness or thoroughbred? Want to experience that winning feeling, the excitement, the emotion, the thrill? Easy rolling, switching to the inside. Double O Heaven holding him for now, though. Double O Heaven drawing clear. Double O Heaven too good. Aaron Bain Racing, based in Gawler, South Australia, with a national footprint can have you join their community of owners in the winner's circle anywhere in Australia tomorrow. Call or message Aaron Bain Racing and you too can experience the thrill. For more details, visit their website www.aaronbainracing.com.au or follow them on Facebook. 
Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero uno. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our program every Monday from 2 to 3 here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. And you can listen to it on any of your uh, computers or your devices on uh, Radio Italia Uno, Adelaide. 87.6 FM. And of course, you can hear our podcast. This whole program is podcasted thanks to Ron and Karen from Podcast City in Adelaide. And it's podcasted around the world. And thank you so much to everybody who has shared this program. Because like I was saying, we have people who have sent it to friends, relatives, or other students who are studying business or other business people that are using it and listening to it like and hear what our lawyers say, hear what our real estate people say, hear what our businessmen say, and they learn from the businessmen and businesswomen that come on this program. And this evening... We've been lucky enough to have Maria Firefield, who is a lawyer from Perth, uh, runs a very big practice over there with offices north of Perth and also south of Perth and in, in Perth itself. And of course, our other guest here this evening is Simon, and Simon AC is originally from Nepal, and he's here in Adelaide and started this real estate business, and he's joined a franchise, which is Multidynamics. Yep. Yep. So, Simon, tell me about what you actually do. So, a lot of people, you know, they say a oh, real estate agent buys yeah. and sells houses, yeah. but you, you don't just buy and sell houses, do you? Nah, 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 nah. nah. First of all, we teach what is the real estate for the people. Yeah. This is what is our job first. Yeah. Because, because people should understand what is the real estate. Yes. What is the process of the buying and selling, all these things. Mm-hmm. Definitely, our job is buying, selling, and renting. Yes. But first of all, we teach the process yes. to people. If someone is selling it, what is the process to sell? Yes. What they are doing. If they are buying a house, why they want to buy the house? First of all, we understand yep. the people why they are buying a house. Yes, of course, it's important. If you're buying a house to live in yourself, it's one sort of a house. If you're buying a house as an investment property, it's a totally different it could, Yeah, it picture. could be anything. It yes. Could, yeah. And if you're buying it for somebody else, it's different yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know that a lot of people buy family a home. You know, so I yeah. want to buy my son a home. I want to buy my daughter a home. Or, yeah. you know, I want to help them to buy their home. Yeah. So it's different if you're buying different. your own home to yeah. downsize or anything like that, yeah, isn't definitely. it? Or it's, it's investment or, yeah. like, you know, it's, it could be different. Yeah. Propose they are buying a house. Yeah. Someone want to make the uh, money from the real estate, yeah. buying and selling. Yes. If someone want to want to occupy, they want to stay there, like a dream house, like yes. a simple, like they have a business or they have family yeah. and just they build the small house or they buy the small house and uh, relax. Like it's, it could be different proposed to buying a house. Yes. Like first of all, we ask the question, why you want to buy the house? Yes. If someone comes, Simon, Simon, I want to buy the house. I said, why you want to buy the house? Yes. Like they said, oh, this is the answer. But should be, we give the different options. What, what you want from the buying this house. Yes. What is your purpose what to you, buy the house? What looking for. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good because most times people don't realize that you would do that. They just say, yep, I've got a house here. Come buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So you also 
involved in renting properties. So if somebody yep. has a property that they want to rent, yep. or if people come to you and say, I, I need a rental property, can yep. you help them find a property as well? Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yes, that's our job, actually. Yeah. That's one of our job, actually. Yeah. So not only do you rent people's homes for them, as if somebody has an investment property that they want to rent, you also people can come to you and say, I'm looking for a rental property. Yes, to, definitely. To, to yeah. rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, do, we do that as yeah. well, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So you've got a half a dozen people working with you, is that correct? Yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah. And this franchise, you're the there's only one franchise like this in Adelaide? You're yes, the, in South Australia. We are the regional franchise mm-hmm. in South Australia. Oh, good. So with your business, it, it's also important to for other people in Australia to know, but even people from overseas who are listening to this, you've come from Nepal yep. and you weren't doing what were you doing in Nepal? What sort of business? So were you I, in? I was in the travel business before in yes. Nepal, and okay. when I came here, I uh, I started the travel business. It was doing well, but after COVID, yes. uh, everything is collapsed. Actually, yes. you know, and at the same time, you know, there, there was a break time in the COVID, yeah. and uh, I uh, did the course for the real estate. I yep. did the diploma, uh, yep. so I did the two years course, yeah, and and I started the business in two thousand nineteen. Right. Officially, we started in 2019 right. for the real estate. But it's still, uh, I'm running a travel business a uh, little bit. It's, it's working in the autopilot systems. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I'm focusing for the real estate. Right. So really, it's it goes to prove that you versified, you diversified. You know, you, you had a business, a travel agency that was running really well. You know, you came from Nepal, you set up your business, running really well, unbeknownst to anybody in the world. COVID comes along yeah. and affects everybody in so many different ways. Yeah. And your business was probably the one that was hit the most, the travel you're, industry. You're right, yeah. The travel industry was hit the most worldwide. All the ships have stopped, all the planes have stopped, everything. everything. Is, yeah, travel, you know, uh, travel accommodation, hotels, motels, right. uh, holiday resorts, they all went closed up yeah. for a period of time. Yeah, you're right. And basically... Uh, you know, I, I admire this the fact that you quickly changed. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah, and this is you. what we're trying to teach and this is what I'm trying to tell people that don't think you're going to be in the same business for the rest of your life, you know, yeah. and, and the ones that change quickly are the ones that survive. Yes, absolutely. You know, yes. and yeah. they, they readjust their businesses or they quickly change to another business, Yeah. you know, and the, the question is what else can I do? Yeah, you're right. You know, instead of blaming it, oh, it's not my fault. Yeah, you are. You know, yeah, no, it's not your fault. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> that, Quickly change. Okay. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world at the moment, where you are listening to this. You know, this is what I'm trying to encourage you to do is look at what you're doing and look at how long you want to do that for. Absolutely. And if that's what you want to do for the rest of your life, good luck to you. <laughs> but the point is the rest of your life may not be as the way you expect it to be because something like COVID yeah. changed the world. You're right. And changed everybody's business procedures, habits and everything. And that sort of thing. Yeah, everything. So what's the biggest thing that you think you learned from this COVID? So this COVID, like uh, now, if you see, like uh, people have a different way to thinking about the life. Mm, like yes. if, if you see, it's totally it's different now. Yes. You know, now it's COVID is finished. It's still they are using a sanitizer. Yes. You know, the things, that's what's yeah. happening there. Uh, it's still they, they want to use the marks. Yes. You know, so it's like from the COVID, like I think it's whole old it changed, changed yes. how they think the, about the life. Now they want, like, you know, people, they care about the money. Now they care about their self. Yes. You know, people. Lifestyle. People, lifestyle. Yes. You know, way to work. 
like people, everybody go to office now. They are, you know, working from the home. They are like yeah. even like so many things is. Well, so, yeah, the figures are surprising enough. The, the other day, the, I was reading some figures. I get information from different people send me yeah. information, but there was like a huge amount of people don't want to go back to work. They would rather stay home and work from home. Absolutely. There's there's uh, people that work in government offices yeah. and other offices where they're allowed to work from home. They're still at home. Yeah, you're right. They don't want to go back to work. Nah, they, yeah. they want to stay home. And this this last couple of weeks in Adelaide, we've had the Christmas holidays and the yep. school holidays, and people want to stay home for Christmas, and then they want to stay home with their children yeah, you're right. during the summer months, and they, don't, they have refused to go back to work. And they've had vacant offices in the city, in the car yeah, parks and shops. So many, so yeah. many. Yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But not just in Australia, all around the world. Oh, America, there's a huge amount of people, millions, millions yeah. of staying home. You're you know? right. Yeah, yeah. So, you're absolutely right. And the other thing is, in America, especially the last couple of months or the last month or so, they've had blizzards, really bad, bad winters. Yeah. And I heard from a friend of mine in America, and I've got a nephew who's just gone over there, mm-hmm. and he was saying how... A lot of people, believe it or not, are not having as many accidents. Yeah. Their accident rate has dropped in vehicle accidents, mm. incidents and, and theft and all that because of the blizzards, <laughs> but also because people are staying home. They've You're got right. their cars locked up in their garages yeah. and they're not driving, you know, hours to go to work and caught in traffic for hours. Yeah, 100%. So it, it, the whole mind shift is happening, you know. Yeah. You're right, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Amazing how that yeah. happens, you know. Yeah. But also with real estate, how do you think that been affected with COVID? Uh, because of the like uh, in the real estate, when it's it's COVID, it's happened. Yeah. So definitely, people, most of the people, they used to go to office. They go to in the market, like uh, you know, for the door knocking, dropping the flyers. So mm-hmm. many things is restricted. They couldn't go. They couldn't do whatever they yes. were doing before. Right. Number one. Number two is like uh, definitely, you know, so many people lost the job. Yes. So many people like life doesn't work what it used to. It used to be, yes. You know, the whole pattern Every, of yeah, life. Has everything, changed. everything yeah. has changed. And like people, like you know, when there's COVID, people start to collect the money. Yes. Rather than buying the property, people doesn't know when they are dying. Yes. What is what is happening in the next? Yeah. Until unless they got the vaccine. Yeah. You know, and it's definitely when it, everything is not doesn't work in the circle. circle yes. It's a problem. Yes. It's every business is affected. <laughs> Look, you know, some of we're lot, gonna, yeah. We're going to have to take a break. We'll come back and talk about that as well. And the other thing you mentioned uh, during the last break because we kept talking yeah. <laughs> was the fact that a lot of people from interstate want to move to Adelaide or Absolutely. are moving oh. from Adelaide. Uh, we'll we'll come back and talk about that. A Elders Insurance Adelaide East, la nostra missione è di fornire un servizio eccezionale. Elders Insurance Adelaide East è un'attività conduzione familiare italiana basata su onestà, fiducia e oltre 30 anni di esperienza. Come cliente riceverai rispetto reciproco, comprensione verso le tue esigenze e un livello di copertura che non puoi trovare altrove. Elders Insurance Adelaide East, specializzati in assicurazioni di proprietà con commerciale e assicurazioni domestiche. Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 Kensington Road, Rose Park. Contattate Tony Di Bucchianico all'8364-9477. We're an authorized representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited. Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. 
star bene ogni mercoledì dalle 10 alle 11 con Patrizia e Rosa Maria solo su Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM O'Brien Electrical Adelaide your local electrical electrician service and responsiveness for locally owned and operated businesses their priority 263 Sturt Street in the city, right alongside of Radio Italia Uno. Give them a call and speak with their friendly staff. Their number 1300 051 482. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Radio Italia Uno and, of course, Happy Business Radio every Monday from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. And, of course, just as important, thank you for listening to our podcast, which goes to air every Monday evening. Thanks to Ron from Podcast City. Ron and Karen here do a great job. Look, We just keep getting more and more countries listening because thanks to you, you know, and I'm going to ask you to do something, please. Do the world a favor, not just me, because what happens is when you share this particular program or any program for that matter, uh, other people benefit, you know, other people benefit. And that's what my whole thing is to help people help others, you know, help people help themselves. And that's why I'm bringing on the guests that people ask to hear That's why I'm bringing on as many people that from different walks of life and also from different countries, from different nationalities, and prove to other people overseas how wonderful Australia is, how lucky we are to live here, and more importantly and most important, how Adelaide has become and has been voted the third most livable city in the world. You know, and absolutely. That there is like you know, we got to be telling the world about it. You know, the people are sort of shy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to tell the world that Adelaide is the best, and I'm lucky enough to live here. And Simon so, here came from Nepal, you know, and started his business as a travel agent. Worked for a long time, and then of course COVID hit. Bang! He had to change, and he changed to real estate, and he joined a a company called multi-dynamics real estate and here in Adelaide. And of course, there's been a lot of demand for people, like you were saying, Simon, people interstate want to buy properties here. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of the, we, like most of the bar from interstate nowadays. Yes. A lot of, like if you go to Sydney and Melbourne, they can't afford to buy the next property when they buy the one property. Yes. Many people, like we get the hundred of the call in a day. 
Simon, yeah. Simon, Simon, we want to buy the property there. Please give the good property. Yeah. Because we want to investment property. Some of the people, they said, Simon, life is so hectic here. We can't, we want to move in the Adelaide. To Adelaide, yes. Because Adelaide is a very easy, a beautiful city, easy for the easy running life. Live. Yes. Yeah, easy for running a life here. And so many people now, a lot of, most of them, like if you see the investor, yeah. most of the investor from Sydney and Melbourne. Yes. Uh, definitely, Adelaide people also buying. There's no doubt. But you know, before, like if you see the data, a lot of the number is they are moving to Adelaide. And another thing is like, uh, definitely you already mentioned that's the best city. <laughs> you know, well, look, like it, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, we've always known that, but it's been recognized worldwide as one of the best cities yeah. in the world or top three or whatever it is yeah. in, in the world. And the other thing, of course, like you said, Adelaide is very easy to get around. The streets yeah. are wide and they've got, you know, easy walking at, uh, area. The beach is right here. The airport is right here. The sports and recreation fields yeah. are right here. Very high quality universities and very high quality schools. Yeah. So people from Melbourne and Sydney, and other states other in state, Australia. Even Queensland. Love, yeah, yeah, love Adelaide. Also, I like to add, Adelaide is, a, is still an affordable city. Yes, and very affordable. One, yeah. And it still is a regional city. You yes. know, when people uh, come to uh, Australia, definitely they want to get a permanent resident. Yeah. And it's still, this is the uh, regional city. Yeah. They want to move yeah. Adelaide for the permanent resident. Yes. Number one. And plus, it's the best thing is, Beautiful people here. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying that because it's true. <laughs> it's a beautiful people yeah. here. Look, the, the the fact is that Adelaide and South Australia need more population. We need more uh, qualified people. We need more tradespeople. We need, you know, labourers as well. You know, Absolutely. like people say, oh, no, yeah. you know, you can't go there because you won't get a job. Adelaide, yeah. we have a lot of people looking for work here and yeah. a lot of offices and, and factories and places that need uh, employers. Yeah, if you go to city, looking you, all the time. Yeah, if you go to city, you can see in the wall we need a people. Yeah, well, work. We need we need a staff. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, a lot of things. Yeah. The other thing is that I, you know, want to emphasize as well is, you know, it's not that long ago that you started this real estate business. Yeah. And you're doing very well. Thank you. So no, but the point is, you've come from a different country. Yeah. You know, you've come to Australia. Yeah. You've migrated here. Yeah. You got your residency and you started your business. Yeah. Because of COVID, that had to stop. But you immediately started another business, Absolutely. which has been growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And and that's a credit to you, but also a proof that Adelaide has lots of opportunities. Definitely. You know, and if, that's what I'm trying to encourage other people to see yeah. as well. But the people that are here listening to this program yeah. should realise that maybe they should change businesses. And Australia is a land of opportunity. Yes. Adelaide, especially Adelaide. Oh, so much supportive people here, so much supportive business here, yeah. you know, so much friendly people here. Yeah. All right. So because I, I'm lucky enough to stay, choose the <laughs> Adelaide actually, you know. You know, yeah. before I was thinking uh, maybe uh, I shift in the Sydney or Melbourne, I can, you know, there's a big uh, population, I can do the uh, better hit there. Yeah. But what I realized, oh, this is the best place yeah. <laughs> to stay and to the business here. We started in 2019 called Multidynamic, definitely. We are the regional franchise for the South Australia. Right. And we started in 2019 and we are doing very well. We are very happy. Yeah. Happy means we are happy yeah. as a, a business-wise yeah. and all, our, all the customers are very uh, happy. Yes. That's the more important for us. Yes. Rather than we are only happy, we all are happy. Yes, right. of course. Uh, because, like, you know, we exchange the, our profit with the satisfaction of the customer. Yes. We help them what they want to achieve. Yes. 
Well, that's important because the fact is you, you'll get referrals, you'll get repeat business, yes. and people will come back to you or re- refer other people to you. And and that's that's what a lot of people don't realize. They just want to get new sales, new sales, new yeah. sales. Right. But if you look after your customers and they'll bring new clients to you all the time. That's called organic growth. Yes. You know? Yes. That's the best strong marketing. Yeah. The referral is the best marketing. Yes. This is the best referral always. Fair enough. We need to look at our businesses. It doesn't matter what business you're in. We need to look at them regularly. You know, as we had Maria here talking about looking at your wills, looking at your uh, legal things, you need to look at your accounting. You need to look at your finances. You need to look at where the projection of your business is going. You're right. Where will your business be in five years' time? Where yep. And look at that regularly. Don't yep. wait five years' time and do another review. Every year, every you should do regular reviews. And, and we should in the real estate is a highly regulated industry. You you can't do any mistake. There's no excuse for the mistakes. Yes, you can't like you have to do the every step job. Yeah, in the right way, every day. Yes, <laughs> you know Maria was talking about the every years. I'm yeah. talking about the every every step, every hour. Yes. Oh well, when she was talking about that because it's a will, absolutely, or, or yeah. legal documents yeah. Yeah. or whatever, yeah. you got to check on yeah. and make sure each you, contract is is legal. Exactly. And and this is it. You're doing legal contracts every day. Yeah. You know, you're selling properties yeah. and you know multi million dollar properties and you absolutely. know several you know several hundred thousand is like the cheapest property. You know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but but the point is that. In Adelaide, there is still a lot of opportunities for people to buy a property at a reasonable rate. A lot, a lot. Yeah. It still is affordable. This is the one of the reasons most of the investors are moving to yeah. uh, South Australia. All right? yeah. So, because now, if you see the interest rate is going up and up every day. Yes. But, you know, uh, whoever is buying an uh, expensive property, they can't afford the another property. Yes. Now, it's only one the state is South Australia. Yep. So, they can still afford it. They can still afford to buy another one. Okay, and that's why a lot of the people are moving here uh, as an investor, uh, as a you know, as a owner occupier. Most of the people are moving in South Australia, and right. I'm very proud to be a business. Well, look again. If anybody wants your information or your details, it's Mighty Dynamics Real Estate. They're in uh, Northfield in Adelaide. And if anybody wants more information, give me a call, send me an email, a message or whatever through Happy Business Radio. We'll get in touch with you and pass on the details. Thank you. But we, we've got to go. Time's up. My God, this show went so fast. Look, thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to everybody who is sharing it. And please keep sharing because I want to, not just for my benefit, but for the benefit of everybody, I want to build it up to as many countries as we can to get as many people thinking like you have, you know, come to Australia, start a business, and there's a lot of opportunities Uh, here. Thank you, Peter. You are doing... We're doing the best we can. Fantastic. Yeah, you're doing fantastic. (laughs) Very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, Ron, and thank you to everybody. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m., on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.